Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danka, Bharati Jagdish and Ryan Huang. Time now for Mind Your Business. You know, we're in a space where a lot of businesses are thinking twice when it comes to expanding or growing overseas. I mean, of course, you've got COVID-19. That's really a, a worry for a lot of people, isn't it? Yep, yep, for sure. Uh, but a lot of businesses are certainly not stopping when it comes to expanding. NTUC Income, or Income, will actually be making its first foray overseas in three emerging Southeast Asian markets through partnerships with key players in the respective local insurance scenes. Yeah, so uh, by leveraging on, on this thing called insurance as a service model for overseas expansion with speed and at scale, Income will bring its extensive insurance domain expertise and learnings to equip partners in the region. And of course, the hope is that these new capabilities will shake up the local insurance landscapes in the region and serve the needs of this really growing digital population. To tell us more about their expansion efforts, we're now joined by Peter Tay. Peter Tay is Chief Digital Officer at NTUC Income. Good morning, Peter. Hi, good morning. So, Peter, tell us more about uh, your recent announcement. This first time going overseas, three emerging Southeast Asian markets. Uh, Tell us more about why you're doing this in Southeast Asia now amid a pandemic. Sure. I I think firstly, we think the overall market conditions are right. This is primarily the geographical size and uh, digital connectivity in Southeast Asia are attractive conditions for income to tap the new growth opportunities. So if you look at countries like uh, Indonesia, Malaysia and Vietnam, they have relatively young populations and a high smartphone penetration rate. So given the large geographical distribution areas, and these markets are especially primed for new digital insurance propositions. Now, secondly, we have been sharpening our digital capabilities and technology know-how over the years. In fact, we set up a digital transformation office four years ago in Singapore, um, and really to operate at arm's length to the core business with the key mandate to, to really reimagine insurance. So since then, we have launched um, many first-of-its-kind digital propositions in Singapore. Um, for example, like Droplet, which is really a rain insurance that protects travellers against um, price surges on ride-hailing platforms. It is really first um, probably in the world, right? And um, another example, we like Snack, which is a lifestyle-linked micro-insurance, which... Um, helps consumers to build up their protection um, as they go about their daily activities. So with, with all these learnings and uh, experiences that we had, um, we think this is uh, really the time that is right for us to fold all these experiences and uh, into our insurance as a service model and, and to grow beyond Singapore. Yep. Peter, when it comes to partnerships, I mean, how crucial is this? And maybe you could talk to us a little bit about the partnerships that you have. Um, sure, sure. So basically, insurance as a service, basically it folds out all our capabilities and experience in innovating, launching, executing and scaling uh, digital insurance in Singapore into a, a, a holistic offering to our partners. This value adds to their existing portfolio with uh, speed and connectivity to digital ecosystems. So when we uh, work with the partners, um, what this offers to them is um, immediate access to our for example, try and tested models to provide them a concept that has been tested, proven in the Singapore market, consumer tested. And what it immediately brings to the local market is their ability to 
what we call plug and play uh, very quickly, allow them to test bait the innovations very quickly in their own market and to capture new segments and revenue streams. And along this process, we obviously will support them to localize the product and as well as to launch the product. So this is what is being offered to to our original partners. Yeah. Tell us more about the intricacies of customizing all of these things, because you've mentioned a, a number of times that localization is so important. So how complex is this process for you personally? I, I think it's a, it's a two-way learning process, to be honest. Um, and, and we do recognize that uh, different markets may have different needs. But uh, by and large, as an insurance business concept, I think it's largely tested and uh, well I mean, well-tested and proven with the consumers and, uh, locally. And when we go to another market, I think we have to work very, very closely with the local partners to really understand um, the needs and, uh, of course, the, the different business environment. And, and, and especially important is the regulations as well. Um, so we work hand-in-hand with the local partners to make sure that this product uh, fits the market. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Peter, you talked about different markets having different needs. So then when it comes to insurance as a service in Southeast Asia, what are some of the stronger markets that you're looking at? I, I think today, or as mentioned earlier, we look at the whole Southeast Asia um, or in fact as a whole. But of course, in our first foray, we, are, we identify Indonesia, Vietnam and Malaysia as the first uh, three countries uh, where we enter. But largely these um this market has some common uh, uh, points, right? Uh, as uh, what I've shared earlier, the conditions that it's ripe, uh, meaning they have large ge- geographical distribution areas and uh, growth potential. So, so this market presents huge opportunities for um, digital insurance proposition that was mentioned earlier. Yeah. Tell us more about the trends across the region in the coming years. One of the things I've heard is that there's a lot of focus on simplification. Maybe you could expand on that and perhaps other things that you're observing. Sure. I I think the changing consumer behaviours and expectations driven by the digitalisation, the rise of big ecosystem platforms and e-commerce players, and of course the COVID-19 over the last two years. And these are trends that are given has given digital a big push. So this growing digital population right, is also driving the consumption of digital insurance. And in fact, this digital insurance market is projected to expand by more than three times to almost um, US 7.6 billion between uh, 2020 and 2025. So this is actually a huge potential for, for insurers. So I, I think these trends are unstoppable, right? Um, so they will definitely spark new demand for uh, digital first insurance offerings. And what we see in the market is that a consumer would actually prefer over time uh, insurance as a product that becomes very accessible and in fact embedded within their daily lifestyle, right? So um, just an example, when we launched the product Snag, as I mentioned earlier, as a lifestyle-based micro-insurance, um, in fact, just uh, in a short period, uh, less than a year, we are already providing more than 200 million worth of uh, coverage in Singapore. And what is more interesting is, um, in fact, seven, more than 70% of these customers are actually new to income. So this, this, I think this experience that we have shows that there's actually a growing demand uh, for these offerings. And uh, we definitely think that then Southeast Asia is, in fact, is a, is a big market to tap. You talked about trends, uh, Peter. And by the way, we're on the line with Peter Tay, Chief Digital Officer for NTUC Income. Trends and mentioning digital insurance. Just a couple of years ago, I mean, we've been talking about how you've got a generation of people that like to sort of a la carte their insurance in that sense. Yes. Where do you see the trend in the next five years? We actually see that um, there will be 
firstly, there will be really a simplification process. Really, people are looking for a back-to-basic type for digital insurance to first take place. And this a la carte phenomenon will, will really come come in play and that is why we also have positioned a product which we call Tribe. It's really a subscription-based product where we reduce each coverage to its basic component, right? And the customers actually have the ability to customize an insurance pack, which we call, to cover their needs. And this subscription is non-committal, meaning it's almost what we call a Netflix of insurance. You just subscribe and you, you're covered. And you could put together a pack that suits your lifestyle. And we see that this is in the early days. But we definitely see that this would play out uh, over the next five years, and especially so in the Southeast Asia region, when uh, we are really seeing um, the younger population looking for product that is uh, more bite-sized and is more embedded within their daily lifestyle. Mm, I can understand, you know, making it simpler, bite-sized, because insurance products generally have this reputation for being really, (laughs) really complex, right? How do you ensure, though, that the coverage is comprehensive, even though it is bite-sized? Okay, so there are many forms of um, protection here that we're talking about. So I think if we, uh, just, just for illustration, if we talk about micro-insurance, I think micro-insurance is always a case about getting started. I think that is really the main proposition. Now, if you talk to any consumers today, um, they would, most people will recognize the importance of insurance, right? But if you ask another question about how, um, how much protection do they actually have, I think you will see the number is significantly reduced. So hence, we always talk about this protection gap that exists in the market. So what microinsurance play a very special role here is that it brings the um, barrier to entry to almost zero. And we are talking about even for a, a product like Snack, we're talking about 30 cents um, uh, for the first uh, insurance coverage, right? And you start small. And, and this is about a point of getting started easier, right? But if you think, think about uh, a subscription-based type of insurance, the whole proposition changes it actually allows you to cover the gap very quickly, meaning you could subscribe the, the, the protection gap that you want. The only difference that it brings to the traditional insurance market is that this is almost, uh, doesn't tie you down, right? Uh, you could start, stop, um, increase or decrease your, your, your protection anytime, right? So, so this is the difference that we are bringing through the industry. So um, I think there's really a wide spectrum here. And what we see that... Um, bite-sized type of insurance will continue to be complementary uh, with the existing type of insurance. Mm. Okay, so moving forward, right, what uh, sorts of metrics are you going to use in order to stay current? You know, what exactly are you looking at? What are you observing to continue from where you are today in order to continue growing in the region as well as beyond? I think this is where, where consumers' voice are really important. I think we uh, continue to keep our, our ears on the ground and we, we need to stay ahead, right? The insurance, as you mentioned, is a product perceived to be complex. So in the process of simplification and uh, to, in the process of making it really convenient, accessible and really embed within the lifestyle of a daily consumer, we need to continue to evolve this uh, proposition. And consumer needs and uh, expectations change uh, almost by the day and it's mm. shaped by macro trends and all. So I, I think this will continue to really evolve. But I think today we are trying to stay ahead and uh, the Southeast Asia region market will actually give us new experience that we can actually bring back to Singapore uh, because there'll be greater learnings uh, with a bigger population, with a different uh, market conditions. I think there'll be also learning that we can really bring back and continue to evolve our product in Singapore as well. 
All right. Thank you very much for that. To really appreciate your time today, Peter. Peter Tay is Chief Digital Officer at NTUC Income, talking about their foray into the region with their insurance as a service model. Thanks for joining us today, Peter. You stay safe and take care. Yeah. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.